Welcome, BBW lovers. This is uh, uh, John here from Bill uh, Belichick's World Podcast. And today we're joined by uh, Griff, fourth and inches Pharaoh. And uh, you may hear the uh, sort of crotchety, ill tones of Gary uh, somewhere in the background, who's uh, with us today, but is not feeling particularly well. Um, but here, we're, we're here. The, the season started, guys. Hey! So uh, we're here. We're, you know, we're here to provide insight from a load of idiots from England <laughs> into the world of the NFL. Uh, so today, we're here in the doghouse. And uh, you referred to it as BBWHQ. BBWHQ. The new BBWHQ. We have a podcast dog who's roaming around. He was. She was. Now she's not. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, More bitches that have run away from you, John. Hey, hey, hey. There's going to be a lot of porn sites that are very unhappy that you've called this BBWHQ. I think we get in there early. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Boom. Okay, so. Um, on that note, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's start this season. So, the season started on Thursday. Is there a finer way to start the season than with uh, last week's news? Let's start from there. So, uh, first things first, Zeke, his, he was suspended. Now his suspension has been suspended. Um, uh, so, it's all gone to the courts. An injunction was granted. And he is looked like he's going to be able to play all of 2017 season well done auto pick Andy yeah so a lot of you know a lot of fantasy, Final Fantasy players are dancing in the streets Final Fantasy players that's a, that's a oh game God, from a yeah. different era NFL fantasy players uh, 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 yeah and NFL, you know the Final Fantasy players are dancing in their bedrooms to themselves because they have friends but um, yeah so um, yeah it's uh, I am furious because we could have, you know, we all could have drafted Zeke instead of I could have drafted Zeke instead of the injured David Johnson. But anyway, but yeah, so the the, the Cowboys seasons just took a major upturn, um, and it's quite similar to the Flategate, really, uh, when Brady got suspended and then his suspension was suspended. But who was the fantasy beneficiary of that? That was me. So this is karma. Yeah, but karma's a bitch, isn't it? Apparently so. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll go for that as the, it develops, as I'm sure it's going to develop week by week, uh, Okay. this, this uh, situation. Other things to note from last week's news, uh, Sebastian Janikowski, kicker for the Raiders, hadn't missed a game, I think, since he was drafted in 2000. He's missed five games. Uh, five games, good knowledge. Uh, and he's one of only three players left from the 2000 draft, the other two being Brady and Shane Leckler, the punter. I think he's at the Texans, Leckler. Uh, so uh, he was picked by Al Davis, who's sadly departed. He, I think he was taken 17th overall, first round. First round, uh, yeah, first round kicker. Been a brilliant kicker. Been replaced by Giorgio Tavecchio, who's been practicing with the squad for the last four pre-seasons. And uh, we'll see how he gets on when we get round to our game reviews. Yeah. Let's, let's not go into it too, too early, but yeah. Paul, any, any news? Yeah, the first overall draft pick, Miles Garrett, has gone Cleveland down with an injury. He'll miss the start of the season with an ankle sprain sustained in practice. It's just so Cleveland Browns, isn't it? <laughs> it, it is very. It's, uh, it's unfortunate, that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, of course, uh, 
you may, you can't fail to notice the Bucks Dolphins game was postponed. So that's uh, going back to their bye week in uh, week eleven. So uh, we all hope everyone. We do have some listeners in America. So if you are listening to this, in America, some or one, some, some, some. Fuck Ooh. me. <laughs> <laughs> we have listeners in. That's not an appeal, by the way. <laughs> For me, it is. Um, <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, you know. Later, you know, we'll we'll run all the social medias. Uh, Facebook, Twitter. I'm all over Tinder. <laughs> Say hello. <laughs> um, yeah, grinder. Yeah, if you so, if you are listening to this in Florida and uh, yeah, anywhere sort of affected by Irma, Joe say uh, all the other canes that are going around. We hope you, you're safe. Uh, we have we have we have a friend who uh, is in Florida. Uh, Kay. Yes, she's she got evacuated to Memphis. Did she? Yeah, apparently it took her like 19 hours to drive away. But uh, yeah, um, so yeah, we hope if you are, we hope you're safe. Um, but yeah, um, so that's going to be week 11. So yeah, the uh, those two teams will play 16 consecutive weeks. Uh, and I've been provided with a fact. Since 1999, four teams have played 16 straight games. The Browns twice, the Chargers... Uh, the Cardinals and the Bengals. So, finished with a combined twenty-four to fifty-six, with no rec- winning records amongst them. So, uh, bodes well. Yeah, Bucks and Dolphins looking the Bucks good. And Dolphins. So, uh, yeah. Let's. Uh, well, hopefully they'll they'll be all right. But it's, that means it's a tough slog of a season now for them. Yeah, no break to recover in the middle. That's unfortunate. Especially, I, I think, is it the Dolphins play here at Wembley. Yeah. Uh, and they asked for no scheduled bye week afterwards. I think they're one the first team to do that. And uh, now it's blown up and hit them in the face. That is unfortunate. It is unfortunate. You know, you, but the, these things you can't, you can't uh, plan for. Um, but, yeah. So, uh, that's, that's the news so far. We'll, 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 we'll that's last week's news so far. <laughs> that's last week's news so far. So, yeah. Let's, uh, let's move on to the first feature. Uh, pop, uh, the kickoff, Mike. You're going to give us a subject and we're going to You're going to try and return. So my subject this week is Zeke Elliott's suspension being overturned is yet more proof that the NFL should stick to organising sports and stop trying to be a moral arbiter uh, on legal issues. It, it doesn't work for them. It never seems to come out the way they plan it to. Leave it to the law. Uh, allow that to run its course. Gentlemen, what do you think? I think there's a massive separation and this is going to be a really boring answer, but uh, it harks back to something similar in soccer. So when John Terry was accused of being racist, the courts, it went to the courts, the courts have to prove beyond reasonable doubt that he's guilty. Whereas the football, the sports associations, they ban him because he brings the game into disrepute by... uh, being associated with being a massive racist. Um, and it's a similar situation here. Um, uh, Zeke, if he was to go through the courts, which he's going through, he'd have to, if he was to be found guilty, he'd have to be found guilty beyond reasonable doubt that he committed. Uh, whereas currently his actions are bringing the game into disrepute and if there is the evidence that he's done this, then I think he should be banned, and it's separate from what's going on. And that's a really long and boring answer, 
but I think um, I think if there is these accusations the NFL have a duty to look into them and they have a duty to ban him that is a much better answer than I thought you were going to give me to that you've been reading these in advance haven't you no but I sort of expected it to come up and uh, I'm impressed I, 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 I remembered the John Terry incident and I thought this it's a different subject but it sort of relates so you want them to prove beyond reasonable doubt that he got some girls titties out on camera I, I mean, I want to see that evidence. I'd have thought you probably did. Uh, <laughs> fourth and inches, Farrow, what's your opinion? I just think the league need to sort the shit out. Because if you're going to ban someone... You, I don't understand. Like, so you take, you take deflate gate, you take this. I don't understand how it then ends up being appealed and the suspension gets suspended. It's just... I agree with you in some way... I just feel they need to sort their shit out and be in a place where if it happens, it happens. I feel that if they, were to, they are to be do this, they need to do it properly, which they haven't done. So you've got... You've got Goodell as judge, jury and executioner, yeah. and then the appeals go to Goodell. Yeah. That, that sounds terrible. And that's a man with a great reputation and anyway. And they've, they've, and they've messed up so many times before, haven't they? So you've got... Uh, Ray Rice. Ray Rice. Josh Brown. Which Josh Brown's now coming back. Because that's he's going to be banned for another six games, game. even though no yeah, one's employing him. No one's going to employ him because he, there is a, I mean, he, it's a slam dunk about him. A- Adrian but, Peterson. Adrian Peterson. They, they've had these issues so many times, uh, but the thing I guess is like uh, we kept, when we were doing our season previews, every team you sort of had a couple of you could have had a couple of examples where there's a player. Oh yeah, he's not he's not available for the start of the season because he beat up a girlfriend or he's doing drugs. So I guess it is it's it's hard, but they need to get a process. They need to get their act together. They need to uh, set an example and stick to it. Okay, seems fair to me. Is that is that a return? I, I'd or, consider that a well returned kick. The, have I muffed it? You've not been anywhere near a muff. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. There you go, kick return. I don't. Th- I don't think it's. A st- it's not a kick return for a touchdown, but I think it's a. I've gone beyond the. Uh, the. If you'd have claimed a touchdown, I'd have claimed I was appealing it. <laughs> but yeah, I haven't taken a knee there. Um, so that was the kick off and the kick return. So let's start with the the games. So first game seems uh, only fair to start with uh, Thursday night footballs. And it was the Chiefs and the Patriots. So, Mike, as Wait. the Patriots fan, we'll over take to me. Through. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's not panic. Uh, as a Patriots fan, the Chiefs are very good. Uh, defensively, they're an excellent team, and now they've added weapons on offense. In the rookie running back Kareem Hunt, who was outstanding, has incredibly powerful lower body. Like the legs were pumping, and he was running. And they seem to have sparked Alex Smith from his uh, stupor. Yeah, his sort of lackadaisical, well, you know, I can just throw it three yards, to I'm going to throw two 75-plus yard bombs down the field. Uh, he had, since 2005, two touchdowns of 75 yards or more. He now has four. That in itself is phenomenal. Uh, he absolutely picked a new cornerback pairing apart. Um, but he was uh, aided by the fact we had no pass rush. He was under no duress for the entire game. 
And uh, I don't think you can pin it all on, on the Patriots. I think you have to say it was 50-50. We were poor, and they played really, really well. They were, they were, they were a class, class unit uh, on Thursday, and uh, it's the first time I've ever been excited watching Kansas in quite a few years. Because, um, no, you, know, you, you, uh, know, you know what you get with Smith. It's normally... Fairly dull. 10, 15 yards at most. And, yeah, suddenly when he's throwing bombs downfield and... I guess when you've got Tyreek Hill, uh, makes it a bit easier. He was excellent as well. He's just so quick. Well, I think there's some excitement coming in with that team. When you've got Hill, you've got Hunt. That's the excitement that Kansas have needed for a, a few years, I'd say. They've turned themselves into a real contender, in my opinion. I, I, was, I was watching the highlights because I, I didn't manage to stay up I did. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, 23-hour day for that. I, I did a 23-hour day for that <laughs> crap. <laughs> but, yeah. Because um, I, I assumed this was going to be make and break, and it still is make or break for uh, Alex Smith uh, with Mahomes there. But that's a pretty good way to start a, a make or break year. But maybe that's what he needed. Maybe he needed some pressure behind him. Yeah. Not like that, Mike. Come on. <laughs> oi, oi. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. I thought he really raised his game, and and that is exactly sort of the thing that they wanted him to do can he prove that he's worthy of running that team or are they going to hand over to Patrick Mahomes uh, I'd like to point out that my biggest concern from watching the game was not the, the pass rush which wasn't good but can improve it was Gronk who looked slow uh, and he dropped an easy touchdown easy-ish touchdown catch he only caught two of six he was kept very quiet by Eric Berry who we should mention was phenomenal yeah. in the defence for Kansas well, Misses the rest of the season now with a torn ACL, which is a big blow for Kansas. Um, but, but Gronk was a concern. He, we, we already lost our best third down outlet in Julian Edelman. The next person you go to is Gronk when he's healthy. He doesn't look in any sort of form. And uh, Amandola, who was playing really well, had 100 yards, was keeping us in the game, uh, certainly would have kept the score tighter. He's now out for we don't know how long with a concussion. Uh, so there, is, there are some concerns there for me. Gronk is top of the list. Yeah. He, um, and he's, he was, had a, a lot of injuries last year. Um, Mainly the back, yeah. Yeah. He, st- he started the season injured and then had a couple of run, a, run, a small run of games and then ended the season injured. Um, and this summer, I, I, like he's been uh, sort of living a bit more celebrity I guess taking part in wrestling matches he was in he was in Wrestlemania he looked very fair at Wrestlemania I've got to say that he uh, he, uh so if we need some chairs throwing at people is he the man well he more just pushed uh, Jinder Mahal uh, about a bit um the best bit was uh, when he joined when he went into the ring oh the security the security guard. guards didn't realise that he was Rob Gronkowski and they assumed it was just a bloke leaving the crowd to join the wrestling ring so this security guard a woman ran across the ring to get him and then you see all these referees going no no it's Bob Gronkowski it's Bob Gronkowski it's fine what? they had a script apparently so um, I've heard it's predetermined I'm, I'm amazed uh, but yeah as well he's in, has anyone seen the latest Katy Perry video it's the no. biggest pile of shit ever uh, but he's in that as well and, and you know so it, he's, he's getting distracted maybe I don't know but um, how long has he been back fit for well he had 
the end of last season, he could have come back. They said he was fit yeah. enough. He's had pre-season to get fit, but actual game time he hasn't had since, what, game four or five last season, something like that. Yeah. So it'll take time to click he's again. He played, the, it was about game eight, nine or ten he came back, uh, but he was then gone uh, after that, so he missed the run-in and then he missed the playoffs. But The pressure is on him because Edelman is missing. It's the same as the pressure is immediately on the Brady-Cooks partnership. It's got to work from the off. And, and Cooks were playing well. He got 88 yards. It's positive signs for a first game, isn't it? I, I think so. I'm, I'm not concerned. Here is the thing that does concern me is our next game is against Drew Brees and his cannon arm and his 5,000-yard passing seasons and the Saints. Um, yeah. I would not be surprised if 16-0 and 0 as a potential for the season suddenly becomes 0-2 before we turn this round. No, um, I, I, when I was watching the highlights, I was just imagining... Ted Ted Ginn, Ted Ginn, we're looking at uh, Tyreek Hill, thinking, "God, if I can learn to catch, I've got great, <laughs> great, <laughs> great points here." Definitely true. He is just not as probably not as quick as Tyreek Hill, but he's he's a rapid player. If he can uh, get free, which he should, uh, on that, if if that's anything to go by, then he. Uh, Hopefully he'll he'll be uh, giving the peace sign to the uh, Patriots uh, secondary <laughs> as well because uh, it's. But yeah, it's it's the, they still offensively, they the Patriots have a plethora of options, so uh, you know they're, 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 there's no need to be concerned yet. And yeah. if you're gonna, if you want anyone uh, to to be leading a team that's got humiliated on the first day, you like just seeing Belichick, how upset Belichick was. And if he could have repeated the mantra on to Cincinnati, he would have done. Yeah. But instead, it's on to the Saints and beyond. They won't dwell on it. They'll just move on. Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, we should probably do the same. Yeah. So, uh, a couple of few more games here. So, um, we'll start with Falcons-Bears. Fal- Falcons-Bears? Yeah. Falcons Close game. Yeah. Who saw that coming? Who's, no, really. Uh, I did not. <laughs> but, I mean, the Bears were so close at the end. It was painful watching Zach Miller drop the ball in the end zone. Oh. Glennon deserved more. He led the drive down the field. They'd stayed with the Falcons throughout. They, the defence played really well. There was no, you know, this could have been a 34-something or other scoreline. But actually, they, they kept the Falcons in check. Um, Matt Ryan played well enough to win the game, don't get me wrong. But really, with some more sure handling in the end zone, that game was there for the Bears to win and I don't think any of us would have given them a chance before the game kicked off No, I mean no, I wouldn't have personally. Gary, you seem to be suggesting uh, something different Well, obviously, you know, the Super Bowl hangover was always going to be a bit of a factor, so when you lose that sort of lead in the Super Bowl what has that done to the team? And obviously Shanahan going to the 49ers left a big question mark about what the what the Falcons were going to do, and you know he he started getting it going in the second half, Matt Ryan. But actually, first half it wasn't great. So there's still questions there, I think. So actually, it's still quite a tough place to go, Chicago, first game of the season, um, coming off that result in the Super Bowl. You know, it's pretty career shattering for some people. So um, I'm sure Mike remembers this um, very proudly. Um, but in essence, they you know they had to come out and show they could still win and they could still stop a team because obviously during the Super Bowl they proved that they couldn't so 
enough, fair enough, good, decent point. Uh, um, I think there's also, with, with Glennon, he's got kind of a similar thing to Smith, because he's someone who's needing to prove himself, because you've got Trubisky coming in behind, haven't you? <laughs> I'm going to do it every time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do the grin while saying coming in from behind. That's, that's not helping me at all. Uh, yes, it's a fair point. Basically, he's got probably six games to prove that he's worthy of keeping the position for the rest of the season. And he didn't do anything wrong. Uh, 26 of 40, 213 yards and a touchdown against the Atlanta defence. I think that's fair enough. Yep. Yeah. yeah, no, and a big game from Tariq Cohen as well. Yeah, he played very well, actually, yeah. He, 66 yards he was averaging 13 uh, yards a carry so yeah he, he did very well both the running backs did in all fairness for the Bears yeah. Howard as well so yeah that, I think that's a lot of positive signs there for them they'll be looking for more than three wins this season which is what they managed last year so if they can get four, five, six, I think that's a good season for the Bears really good so um, next game should we mention Andy Dalton we should mention Andy Dalton. Poor Andy Dalton. I felt really sorry for Andy Dalton because I watched it and his O-line folded quicker than Superman on laundry day because he just had no time. <laughs> Whose it, line is that that you've stolen? I think Bart Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> it is Bart Simpson. Um, but, like... Credit where it's due. Yeah, that Ravens um, uh, defensive line, where they were just crushing. Well... The O-line for the Bengals last year was pretty poor. Like, Dalton was harassed and sacked all the time, all year long. And then the best two players on the O-line, Kevin Zeitler and Andrew Whitworth, have left. They've gone. So the rest of the line has got some serious rebuilding to do without its best two stalwart players. Um, And I think last night you saw the result. He, uh, He was under pressure the whole time. He was basically throwing as fast as he could to get rid of the ball and that resulted in four interceptions and a fumble um, and I was amazed to find that that left him with a quarterback rating of one <laughs> one uh, the previous lowest that I could find in the last couple of seasons was Peyton Manning uh, 0.6 oh. after his five interception just meltdown against Kansas City in 2015 which led to the Brock era yeah and we all, we've, got, we've got a lot, lot, thank, lot to thank Peyton for because it's been hilarious ever since. It's been brilliant. I don't think AJ McCarron is suddenly going to step in and, and take Dalton's reins from the team, but he, he certainly needs to get back to taking care of the ball, which, generally speaking, he has done in the past. Uh, even last year, under all that pressure and all the sacks he took, I think he threw just into double figures for interceptions, 12, 13, something like that, which wasn't bad considering the pressure he was under. But to start the season with four... Oh, that is not good. not good at all. First time the Bengals have been shut out on opening day since 1979. I mean, there's still some positive signs, though. I mean, although he had an absolute horror of a game, you've still got some good weapons there. So AJ Green got 74 yards. He did well, all things considered. Yeah, yeah. He, he always makes Andy Dalton look a little bit less like Andy Dalton and a little bit more like a viable quarterback. Uh, Dalton is the mid-range normally for quarterback, so to see him at the bottom of the pile is very unlucky for him, I think. He'll be back. They will get better, but if they don't keep the O-line moving forward, they might find that they throw more of these interceptions because he's just having to get rid of the ball so fast. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you there. So, uh, no, I... Also, we didn't see a lot from Joe Mixon. No. You know, he, did he, he didn't. He didn't put up any good stats. He didn't punch any women. And to think, Auto Pick Andy got rid of him for Kareem Hunt. I know. Anybody would think Auto Pick Andy might know what he's doing. 
Damn. Uh, well, so just imagine being the poor sod who played in week one. Hello, fourth and inches, Farrow. <laughs> um, quick word on Joe Flacco. Um, 17 attempts, nine completions is all he managed, coming back from his entire preseason off. 121 yards and a touchdown. Not bad at all. Um, big issues with... Uh, sorry, all we can hear is, is, is Gary, Gary's dog, <laughs> the podcast dog, uh, furiously licking its bowl out. I don't know how else to put that. <laughs> lapping. Lapping. Yes. Lapping its water. Um, yeah, Danny Woodhead, uh, re- pass-catching back for the Ravens. Uh, 33 yards on three receptions, probably out for the season with a torn hamstring. Done. For the third year in a row, I think. It's because yeah. you picked him. It's, I always pick him, and he always gets it. I think he's a great player, but uh, he appears to be done again, and he just he just can't stay on the field. So I think that's going to seriously hamper what the Ravens want to do offensively. That, he's a, a chain mover for any team that he's on, so mm, not ideal for the Ravens or for me uh, personally. But still, they're up and running, um, which many people thought they wouldn't be against the Bengals. So well done to the Ravens. But to be honest, Flacco was always going to look good compared to Dalton in that game. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, who who had the worst game, Dalton or Scott Tolzien? Because at least Dalton finished the game. Uh, the Colts were. Wow. Bad. The, really bad. Now, you remember how dog shit I think the Jets are? Yeah. The Colts might be equally as dog shit without Andrew Luck. I've, all my, I've, I've had like, very little notes for this. Uh, and all, all I've written is, who is worse, Jets, Bengals, or Colts? And I didn't think I'd be writing that the first week. Cause I just assumed the debt, that it would be a slam dunk, the Jets are the worst. And they're not as bad... As, well, they're probably as bad as we assumed, but everyone else seems, a lot of teams have been worse than we imagined. It's definitely too early to apologise for calling the Jets dog shit, because they are. They're still dog shit. But the Colts may be the worst team in football without Andrew Luck. They, they can't move the ball. Um, for some reason, they knew all off-season that Luck wasn't going to play. I'm convinced they knew, and they stuck with Tolzien, and he was abortionate. Uh, he's been in the league since 2011, backing up... Uh, Luck and previously uh, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, and in 2011, since 2011, sorry, he's thrown two touchdowns and nine interceptions on I think somewhere in the region of 146 pass attempts. Uh, that that is not good. That is not a record of a man who should still be in the league. So why they thought he was suddenly going to come good um, against a team that's always been able to defend? The the, the late addition of Jacoby Brissett. Maybe maybe in like, helps you in like help you panic. Yeah, like oh my god, what am I gonna do? Uh. And when he came on, first first was it first 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 first, att- first attempt down the field, fifty yard touchdown, uh, fifty yard completion. Sorry, which then led to a running touchdown from the yeah. running back Mac. Um, he basically just came on and played with no fear. He didn't get long enough to do anything. They didn't have the ball a great deal. Um, and he did have to concede a safety when the ball was snapped over his head, but at least he had the sense to get back there and dive on it. He looks like a quarterback that is happy to, with a limited knowledge of the playbook, slot in and just go for gold. He knows he's not going to keep the position. He knows he's probably only there for maybe this season or maybe yeah. back luck next season, maybe. But uh, he looks like 
you know, okay, I'm I'm a bit of a runner because he he is a runner. We saw that with the Patriots, and uh, and I'm I'm a slinger. I'm gonna I'm just gonna go for it. So it was a great catch by Moncrief uh, down the field. He played very well. It's it's not going to win the games for the Colts. They're not they're not going to pick up any points doing this. But uh, it's better than having Tolzien under centre. I will be surprised if he's back. If Brissett picks up, I don't know, a tenth, uh, a seventh of the of the playbook, he'll be playing next week. I mean, even less than that compared to what Tolzien did. Well, just throwing it to the other team. Yeah, twice. <laughs> it was the exact same throw twice. <laughs> Although, yeah. Uh, two interceptions and then Dalton's hold my hat um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah watch this but but at least you think well Dalton wins games for the Bengals as well or certainly doesn't lose games for the Bengals Tolzien just was awful he did nothing at all it, it's harsh like these guys are professionals they're way better than anyone we know way better than anyone in this country but in a league where there's only 32 starting spots and 32 decent backup spots, he doesn't fit into any of those 64 positions. He really shouldn't be on a team. You could just imagine Kaepernick sat at home going, what the fuck do I have to do? Because <laughs> um, he's... I, mean, I can imagine Charlie Whitehurst is sitting at home saying, what the fuck do I have to do? Brett Favre is at home. <laughs> I, you know, I've bummed better than that. Yeah, but, uh, he really is. Uh, anyway. I imagine Tolzien was like... One twentieth of the cost of a Kaepernick. I, I don't doubt it. how bad the Colts were. Jared Goff looked a viable quarterback prospect yesterday. Do you know what? I've I've openly shown my dislike for the Goff selection on here. He looked quite good. Now, it's fair enough to say the Colts' defense is awful. It's it's never been good. It's not going to be good now. But he looked good. He looked like he'd really taken a step forward from last year. He was clearly leading the team. He didn't seem to be showing any ill effects of losing seven in a row to round out last season. Uh, he was doing well in and out of the pocket. Like There was nothing there that made me think, oh, he hasn't shown clear progression. He's still way behind Carson Wentz, who was you know the next pick in the draft after him. But... If he's moving forward and, and McVeigh can keep them, uh, you know, producing on offense, 46 points for the Rams. It was, I, I didn't write down the stat. I heard it somewhere today. It's like the most points they've had on an opening weekend since like the 50s or early 60s. It's phenomenal. Everyone expected the defense to be good, and, and that was without Aaron Donald. But for the offense to put up points like that, even against a bad defense, Gurley, Gurley as well looked impressive yesterday. So. He did. But I think Goff's got options now. So bringing in Watkins, you've got Cup, who I thought was phenomenal. Cooper yesterday. Cup, excellent in college. And uh, yeah, I think uh, probably flew under the radar a bit when Watkins came in. Everyone sort of just looked at him. But yeah, he's, he's suddenly got some weapons to throw to. Uh, and that helps all quarterbacks out. Imagine if uh, Andrew Luck had some, some good teammates around him. He, he'd probably look better. Yeah, well, let's leave that because I think we could go for uh, a while just on how crap the Colts were. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, it's nice to see Goff looking good, you know, uh, especially since yeah the change from Fisher may have done him some good. Moving away from Jeff Fisher's always got to be good. Yeah. So, Panthers, they uh, they beat the 49ers 23-3. We've got a 49ers fan who's currently... Hey. He's slowly peeling himself away from the uh, podcast dog to give us his opinion on the 49ers performance last night. Uh, Gary, over to you. 
So yeah, um, so the 49ers were worse than I hoped they would be, um, and about as bad as I expected they would be. So um, I thought the defence showed some, some promising signs early on. I thought both Solomon Thomas and um, Ruben. Ruben Foster. Ruben. Yep, lost it for a second there. Um, both looked very good, and obviously Navarro Bowman was back, and that's always a great thing. Got to love Navarro Bowman. He's just a great, great man. Um, and I thought the defence looked quite good. For the first half, it looked like we were going to keep it quite close. But then I remembered... And then I saw that we had Brian Hoyer. <laughs> yeah. And Brian Hoyer is awful. Yeah. I thought he was going to be awful when we signed him, and he really is awful. So Michael tells me that once he gets to work with Shanahan for a bit, he might be okay. He was okay at the Browns, and Shanahan took a while to get Ryan really firing for the Falcons, but... He just hasn't got many weapons out there. I think, you know, Kittle looks all right at tight end. Um, and you can see why we let McDonald go. Um, and we thought that McDonald might get the start at Pittsburgh, but he didn't. Jesse James yep. came up with two touchdowns and I think about 15 fantasy points. So one of the top scoring tight ends of the week. Probably the. I can't think of any. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, disappointing. Um I think, you know, at home, we'd like to have scored a few more points. Um, the only points we got was when Shanahan tried to call a timeout to go for it on fourth down. Um, and uh, then they didn't, they didn't spot it. So um, he had to take the field goal. Um, but we didn't look like scoring. We looked like we could hold them for, for a period. Um, so I think, yeah, defence has got to be the key part of our game. And we need to get the ball to, to Carlos Hyde more. Yeah. So Hyde looked like he could he, he could he could do some damage. Um, so let's give him the ball and, and see what happens. But yeah, I thought I thought the Panthers didn't look that great. Um, but they never do at the start of the season. No, fair enough. Um, yeah, got anything to add, Paul? No, I think I just same as you. I think this is just a, a period of time to get to get used to it. I thought Newton looked okay. I was impressed with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, he looks. Uh, he look, I mean, we 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 all thought he was going to be a, a talent, and he's. It's I mean, we're only a game in, but he looks looks a, a hell of a prospect, especially with Jonathan Stewart as well, who looked also looked impressive. Yeah, so Jonathan Stewart, I've had a couple of times over the years in fantasy, and he's always been a bit of a letdown. Yeah. Um, doesn't score enough touchdowns to get you any points, um, but actually, yeah, I thought he actually started off quite well yesterday for a change and he looked like he could break tackles which has always been the big question for me with, with Jonathan Stewart whether he can actually break those tackles and, and make the important yards No, cool You got anything to add Michael for that one? Um, only that despite uh, Gary's pre-season reservations regarding Pierre Garçon 81 yards off 6 receptions at an average of 13.5 catch shows you why he's a 1,000 yard uh, season receiver I'm, I'm, I kind of agree with you that maybe Hoyer's not the man to, to give receivers a thousand yards, but he did show why they wanted him so bad. Um, and the only other thing is Carlos Hyde caught six passes but only had nine carries. And I think for a team that needs to look after the ball, keep teams pinned in, rely on their defence, and know they're only probably going to score field goals as opposed to touchdowns, he needs to carry the ball. It's not about the reception for him this year. He must carry the ball. Yeah, 
Carlos Hyde's never been a great catcher of the ball. Um, he's just a bit of a big monster. Um, you know, he is that sort of Eddie Lacy, you know, Marshall Lynch style guy. He's, he's a big lad. Um, so, yeah, never really been known for his, his catching. Um, Pierre Garçon. Um, so, I actually went against all my better judgment and took him in my other fantasy league. Um, I'm going to give him one last chance. How many points did he get you? I benched him. Oh, you benched him. How many points would he have got you? Oh, I don't know. I just benched him. Oh, okay. Um, but, you know, I'm going to give him a chance. Um, I think, you know, he's the best of what we've got. I like to sometimes put one 49ers player on my fantasy team, um, and then I realise I shouldn't be bothered. <laughs> ah, that seems fair. That's, that's a fair assessment. I think um, it's that's unlucky opening the season against the Panthers who are desperately trying to get back to the playoffs after such a disappointing year. San Francisco, how many games did they win last year? Uh, we won two, I believe. I reckon you at least double that this year. The team is not that bad, certainly not as bad as it was last year. So give it time. Kyle Shanahan will turn it around. You will score points, but it will be from the mid-season onwards. Yeah, I think there's... Uh, I'm impressed with some of their defenders, but hopefully they just not on the pitch all the time <laughs> so yeah um, big game uh, Lambeau um, and the Packers beat the Seahawks uh, it was a slow game it was start. a defensive stalemate it was uh, it and, was painful and we had a, a Rodgers pick we had we had but, an Aaron Rodgers pick first interception since November last year 251 consecutive passes ago and he couldn't catch that tackle. <laughs> wow, when he was picked, he could not catch the nose tackle from Seattle. He claims he's the fittest he's ever been, but man, the big guy ploughed past him and was gone. Yeah. I, it was lucky it was called back, to be fair. It would have been a pick six. It was called back for a, for a hold, I think. But the interception stood, and that broke the uh, consecutive passes from Rodgers. Neither team looked particularly good uh, and at this point I'd like to insert an apology from our uh, American knowledgeable friend Duncan who says he's willing to give Dom Capers a stay of execution for another week as <laughs> as defensive coordinator for the Packers after the stand that they put up they, they were impressive defensively uh, I know some uh, Seahawks fans were very upset with the referees refereeing of the game uh, they, they had some big calls going against them I've not seen it all so I can't judge it uh, but from what I've seen, they looked like some sort of decisions really went against them in uh, very important part, parts of the field. Well, the Lane and Adams situation. Well, yeah, that, 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 there was that. Um, there was uh, uh, some uh, uh, ca- some catches in the red zone were uh, <laughs> were probably like pass interference and stuff like that. But you know, uh, you know, you got to go with what's called on the field and they just want good enough. I really struggled to watch the game I was trying really hard but it was just dull it was it just looked like two teams that weren't quite ready for the season to start to be honest with you especially the Seahawks that O-line has not improved Russell Wilson scrambling around again um, they scored no touchdowns the nine yeah. points came from three field goals uh, all from Blair Walsh uh, back from the brink where he fell apart with the Vikings so good to see him you know really up and running but Honestly, it was a, a disappointing game, especially for the Seahawks. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay will be really pleased that they got away with this one and met the Seahawks when they did in the season. No, uh, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, anything to add, Paul? No, I mean, I, I, just the same. It was, it was painful to watch, especially as I 
picked Rogers as my first pick in fantasy draft, and I pick a quarterback first every year and watch you guys look at me like I've grown a second head. <laughs> That's just us looking at your one head. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, let's, uh, let's move on. There was a, a big game as well with the uh, Giants and the Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys with... Uh, with Zeke, uh, they won nineteen to three. Um, Eli didn't have a great game. Brandon Marshall, I didn't. I didn't was non-existent. Was on the, yeah. I think he had one catch. Um, basically, the, the story of the game was Zeke played. Odell Beckham didn't play. Uh, so you had the best offensive weapon for one team on the field, and the best defensive weapon for the other team not on the field. And the lack of Beckham shows just how far Eli is falling. Now, I don't think Eli's an awful quarterback by any stretch, but he needs good players around him now at this stage in his career for him to look good. And without the best player on the team, he, he looked pedestrian. Uh, he, he didn't seem to be ready to trust Marshall. Um, and th- they just couldn't move the ball well enough. So it was no surprise in the end that they, that they got beaten. I... I would have picked it the other way if Zeke hadn't been on the field. I, but the Giants' defence, that's, that's not monster points to give up to a good offensive team. 19 points is not... But to only score three, that's, that shows you where the problem lies in the Giants' team. I think I came into it with a bit of enthusiasm, you know, seeing what the Giants had got, you know, bringing in Marshall, drafting Evan Engram. I, I was really thinking there was going to be some good things happening. But that was just... I felt it was just woeful. Well, I think um, one of the one of the key points has got to be Zeke, John's John's favourite player, who uh, he doesn't think should have been playing. Um, I kind of agree with him, um, but there was eight players in the league this week who had more than twenty touches. Only eight players. Who do you think had the most? Was it Zeke? It was Zeke and and Fournette. So they both had twenty nine touches. So. Zeke had 29 touches. That's a massive amount of touches. So that, that just shows you the influence he had on the game. Yeah, yeah. 24 carries, five receptions, 104 yards rushing. It, it could have been a bigger scoreline gap if the Giants' defence wasn't as loaded as it is. Yeah. Um, as well, did you say Witten took the uh, uh, most Franchise receiving yeah. Uh, yards, yeah, taking over from Michael Irvin, yeah. and well deserved. He's a player that I used to pick in fantasy, and he's, his fantasy points have dropped uh, because he's less and less of a target. But when he does have a good game, you really know he's had a good game, and I think it's great that he's still playing. He hasn't missed a game for I don't know almost as long as Eli, who has now reached the 200 consecutive games, only 98 to go to the catch Brett Favre. Um, so. Yeah, it was. it's a bit like the Patriots, though, right? So, like I said, right at the beginning of this, no need to panic. Kansas are a good team. We lost to a good team. We didn't play very well. The Giants, no need to panic. You lost to a good team. You didn't play very well. You'll be back. You might go 0-2, but the team's still more than good enough to make the playoffs, even in this division, uh, because there's always the wild card spots. There's always a chance Dallas slip up to someone else. Um, so it, there's nothing to worry about for the Giants this week. Okay, so there are a lot of the main games of the week. Um, which of those results do you think is most significant? 
I think for me, you've got to look at the, the Colts again. I know we've looked at it in some detail, but that was just an abomination. And I think that's showing... I know it's only week one and you shouldn't panic, but if that's the team without luck, I would really be panicking based on when he's due to come back. Which is? Probably about sometime in 2020, isn't it? <laughs> I think you might be right. Uh, for me, out of that first crop of games, most significant result, I think, is for the Ravens. Because uh, I wasn't expecting anything from them. But I was interested to see how the Bengals got on with this rebuilt offensive line. And I think the answer is not very well. Um, divisional matchup, we're going to see in the next part Steelers and Browns in the same division. On week one value, the Bengals are comfortably the worst team in the division, even with AJ Green. So that, I think that's a, a significant thing. It's, you know, some teams play well or, or otherwise, but this is a continuation of last year's downturn in form. Uh, for me, it's, it's the Seahawks-Packers. It was the, the biggest game of the weekend. Um, most people, a lot of people had the Seahawks down to be the number one pick coming out of the NFC this year. I don't see that. I think it's the Packers. Um, and an understrength or an underbaked Packers team still managed to beat the Seahawks. So they weren't great, but... I think it's quite an important thing that they know they can beat the Seahawks when they're not at their best. So for me, um, that's the most important result. We did a bit of a poll on it, obviously, um, on the Twitter feed earlier in the in the week. Um, you know, out of the, I think it was eight people. Oh yeah, voted. huge amounts. Um, but even out of those eight people, you could see a bit of a trend um, <laughs> that the Packers were, um, you know, were actually seen as the favourites to win that. And I think just putting down that marker at the beginning of the season is quite important. Um, yeah, that was to me that was the biggest game. Uh, but as well, uh, I could maybe slightly biased as a, as a Giants fan, but Cowboys uh, with Zeke getting the, the the result against a really good Giants D defence, I think. Significant, but let's move on. How's, how's everyone's weekend been? Let's take a break. Half time talk, half time here. Uh, so, uh, how, how, how's your weekend, Paul? Well, it was fine. I didn't see you much, so that was nice. <laughs> Paul, that's, that's harsh. Um, so, uh, fourth and inches, uh, is my brother, so that's fine. But um, your daughter had her first rugby lesson. Yeah, that was awesome. She's two. I mean, the biggest thing from my daughter this weekend was that she told me her best friend was the Hoover. <laughs> Kids say the sweetest things. Yeah, she um, she told me she loved the Hoover. I asked her to describe me. I'm all right. Yeah, uh, that's how most people would describe you. My my weekend was lovely. Thank you, John. Uh, let's 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 leave football slightly because I'm re- I want to talk my favourite news subject of last week, which was. The girl on the first date who chucked the poo out the window. Poop gate. Poop gate. And then it got caught in the window and she tried to (laughs) retrieve it and got stuck. Um, Yeah. And the sad thing is, it's great. Like, he's had to get a GoFundMe to get a new window, (laughs) which is brilliant. He took photos of her stuck in the... And they have, they have had other dates. Gary's just about to die <laughs> at the thought of this. Um, the, 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 the big question from, this, from Poopgate is, uh, given that situation, what would you do? Fourth and inches Farrow. How big is the shit? <laughs> <laughs> For me, th- this is the drive. 
Well, because let's let's. What's your average, you know, depth of drop into the into the? I mean, soup. I just want to know. Let's, let's not go into detail that much. Detail. Uh, I, I want to know, like, because if it's six inches or more, then you, you you shouldn't be flinging it and thinking it's going to go very far. I just want to know her mindset at the time, <laughs> because that's got to be a monster of a turd for her to think. Do you know what? This has got to get out of here and out the window. <laughs> There's got to be something a bit amiss with you to not either fess up and say, I've had a bit of an incident, I need something, you know, to fight the monster off, or to just run back downstairs and go, whoever left that up there is a fucking disgrace. I mean, yeah, that's, that's what you do. You wouldn't try to climb out the window, then get stuck. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so proud that somebody took photos of it, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I, the thing I would have done was... Exactly as you did. I would have just gone straight to the window and just gone, oh, look at what some dirty bastard's done down there. I just love, I love the way Paul's paraphrasing it as exactly as Mike did. <laughs> um, as, as if this happened. Um, so I obviously missed out on this, but um, yeah, I think it's a great story. I think I heard it on Talk Sport or something the other morning. It reminds me of a story a few years ago. Uh, there's a, oh, I can't remember. She's, she's, on, um, she's on Instagram as Misunderstood Worm. And she went on a date and had a poo and <laughs> it wouldn't flush so she wrapped it in tissue and put it in her bag and uh, but I think they went out for, out for the day with this poo in her bag so yeah anyway uh, anyway let's go back to football do you remember br- briefly do you remember Ollie that I used to work with I of course I remember Ollie, Ollie the fellow apprentice that I started working with he was a special lad we could do a podcast on him one day we should do um, an Ollie Ollie had a friend who went on a date and he went to the toilet upstairs and, and did something disgusting and panicked when it wouldn't flush. So he scooped it out in a handful of toilet roll and threw it out the window. And it landed on the glass roof of the conservatory of the family <laughs> of the girl he was seeing and slid down and off and onto the patio. I have a friend who had did something similar, put it, but uh, there, there was a carrier bag in the toilet. He put it in the carrier bag, threw it out the window. It got caught on a, <laughs> uh, an arch so that when they, went out, when they went out in the morning, it was there, just swinging. <laughs> wow, this is much more common than I yeah, thought. I didn't realise this was a regular occurrence. <laughs> anyway, anyway let's, let's go back to football. This is primarily a football podcast. So, uh, second half of the, uh, the games, let's start with the dog shit Jets. <laughs> if only they were really christened the dog shit Jets. I think they should be. But they weren't as bad as... Uh, as Possibly they could have been. Uh, they scored 12 points, which is more but than the Colts, a, lot, a lot of other teams. Uh, 49ers. Nice. Yeah, yeah um, look, they did okay, but they did okay against the Bills, who aren't very good. Yeah. Um, the, the key thing for me here is we know they haven't got a lot on offense, so we knew they were relying on Bill Alpow and Matt Forte to run the ball. And um, I think between them they had 40 yards, 38 yards. My favourite one is when I think it was Bilal Powell was running and he got tripped up by his own teammate. It was beautiful. Get out the way, man. It was, it was right up there with butt fumble. It could only happen to the Jets. Oh, no, no. Butt fumble's got to be a level on its own. Well, it is, but it's like this was touching butt fumble because it, it was like their best offensive series of the game. The guy was about to go clear and he ran into his own player. Like, butt fumble is like, is like the hay wane. It's like you know the, the constables painting. The, the, you know it's 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 the one that everyone knows, but everything else it's just it's, it's still. 
Did you just yeah. you just mention a constable uh, painting on a uh, podcast like about American it. football? I did. I did. I'm, I'm bringing some class to this motherfucker, uh, and I'm bringing it down by mentioning motherfucker. But yeah, um, so it's just you know that the the the, the butt fumble is just yeah everyone you know that's the Hayway you know there were other great paintings but yeah everyone knows everyone should be it's the Hayway that is the butt fumble. It so. Doesn't matter how many times you mention Hayway, I haven't got a fucking clue what you're on about. I could think of like four other paintings straight away that I'd know more than the Hayway. By Constable. It was just an example. I don't know what rank he was. Example. Sorry. <laughs> I have no idea. Basically, uh, yeah. the, the, the bills aren't great, but Mike Talbot scored. Yay! Because he's always available in fantasy. Yay! Uh, I love Mike Talbot. He's a proper fucking dozer. But the Jets, okay, it's... It's not great, but Jermaine Kirst caught the ball for some yards. That's good. He's obviously, you know, building up something with McCowan. They sort of, they looked better than we thought. It's too early to apologise to them, but, uh, you know, they weren't awful. I think you're seeing if they're awful against a team that are a bit, anyway. Well, this is what I mean. They only weren't awful against the Bills. This this is the teams that are most likely going to finish third and fourth in in the AFC East. Did like this, though. Bills topped the AFC East for the first time since week two of 2014 and have only been on top ten times since the year 2000. Good for that. That's a nice that, that shows you how meh they've been, uh, basically, since the last decade when they reached the playoffs in 99. I, I don't see anything... Go, good still going forward for the Jets. This was one of the, the games that they could have won if they were going to win some, and they didn't, and they didn't convincingly. Uh, as for the Bills, they're, they're going to plod. They're going to pick up a few more wins. Any, any team that's got Shady McCoy, 122 yards, they're going to get results. They're going to grind a few out. But this was one of maybe four that you thought the Jets had a chance in, and uh, it quickly got swept away. I'm a fan of Tyrod Taylor. I think that's somebody who's only going to get better and better. I think he had a decent game as well. But then again, you know, having a decent game against the Jets, <coughs> is that an achievement? I think the question, the big question is, what a waste of LaShawn McCoy. What, why is he at the Bills? Someone surely has got to come in and go, he shouldn't be there. Because there are teams out there, such as the Packers, I suppose, with unproven running backs people that have been in the NFL two or three years and then you've got a guy out there who's a number one fantasy pick every time he always goes in the first round he always runs and scores a lot of touchdowns so the question is why is he staying at the Bills they pay the most money at the moment it's a a waste of a very talented player and there are a few of these players spread around the league who you think you're never going to win a title where you are um Adrian Peterson was another one at the Vikings very rarely going to have the opportunity to win a title which is why I was surprised he ended up at the Saints because I still don't see him winning a title he'd have been better off taking next to no money and going to the Patriots the Green Bay Packers but he ended up at the Saints because he hits children with little sticks it's not even allegedly is it he owned up to that yeah, 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 yeah you can say that that's good yeah, that's fine that, that, that's not defamatory we won't get in trouble <laughs> well he did he got in trouble Gary said it um, <laughs> so let's move on because I think we're going to have a lot of time this season to discuss just how crap those, both those teams are uh, Eagles Redskins uh, Eagles 30 Redskins 17 
Um, it's all about Carson Wentz. Yeah. The guy looks the genuine article. He's the play where he scrambled round in the pocket, avoided the pass superb. rush, and threw the ball. Aaron Rodgers esque. It was fucking brilliant. Like this is what I want to see. I want to see the Carson Wentz, the Marcus Mariota's, James Winston's, the players that. The four of us and the people we know are going to be watching for the next 10 or 15 years because a lot of the good quarterbacks that we've seen are coming to the end of their life cycle. You've got Brady, he's definitely coming to the end. Rogers, a few more years, but not many. Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, they're all, you know, Peyton Manning's already gone, and we all thought Peyton Manning was going to play Eli. on. Or not. <laughs> yeah, Eli, he's got two Super Bowls. Big Ben's talking about retiring. We need to see this next generation, and Wentz is helping lead the way. He was outstanding. He, it's the first time in uh, six attempts that they'd won at the Redskins. And uh, I, I don't think you could fault him at all. 26 of 39 and two touchdowns. And also, LeGarrette Blunt. Yeah. Didn't have a monster day, but uh, he did have a receiving touchdown, which was only the second in roughly 100 games. Yeah, it's a bit of a shock, that one. But who knows? Everyone was impressed he caught it. I know. Uh, I'd be gutted if I benched him. All right, shut your face. <laughs> He would have been my second highest scoring player of the week. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I know. But, um, yeah, uh, impressive by the Eagles. Um, yeah. Anything to add, fourth and inches? Well, I mean, I think you've got one of my personal favourite players, Aguilar, I thought did very well. Nelson Aguilar, uh, 86 yards, 88 yards. Yeah, 86 yards. He, he, he did very well. I, I picked him up when he was first drafted. I had him in fantasy that year, and he's been a disappointment ever since. But they've bigged him up all through the off-season, and uh, Carson Wentz seems to have struck a relationship. He's very happy to trust that he's going to run the right route now, which is what he was struggling with before. He wasn't quite on the same pace as the rest of the team. So that's fair enough. He'll probably be available in, I don't know, 90% of people's f- fantasy. I, he's going to be a good pick if you yeah. need a, a wide receiver. What about uh, Redskins? Because uh, I mean, Kelly, did we get, he, I didn't see anything from Bob Kelly. He's been given the main running back role there. He didn't do a lot, to be fair. A lot of the running back production came from uh, Chris Thompson, who was catching passes out of the backfield. But uh, with regards to Kelly, he had uh, three yards of carry, which is pretty much what he was averaging uh, through the rest of his career. It wasn't good, uh, but we know that the Eagles' defensive line is very good. So it's not a surprise that they struggled a little bit in the ground game. Um, I would, there wasn't anything impressive about the Redskins. Uh, Cousins went 23 of 40 with one touchdown, 240 yards. Uh, and Terrell Pryor, who they're pinning their hopes on after releasing Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon, um, he... <laughs> He was averaging 11 yards a catch, which is good, but he didn't look at any point like he was going to threaten for a score. I think, like we've said with a few others, I think it's week one. It's an, it's an encouraging start for week one. It's not great, but it's the beginning of a, a relationship between Pryor and Cousins. Yeah, it, absolutely. It's, it's another... Redskins are another one of these teams, like the Giants and the Patriots, that they're going to lose some games along the way because they've got to play some good teams... But you think that even if they went 0-2, they've still got a chance of making the playoffs. This division happens to be so loaded. All four teams, you'd say, it might be one of two divisions where all four teams, you'd say, could make the playoffs. Um, so falling behind to a divisional rival isn't ideal, but there'd be nothing that I saw to say that they couldn't win at the Eagles. It's, it's a long season ahead. But yeah, we're, we're, 
Let's move on. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, Titans and the Raiders. Uh, Titans had a auspicious start, should we say? Let's just say I, I might have got this wrong in a lot of my predictions. I thought the Titans were going to be bang on from the off this year. And offensively, they look slow. I mean, uh, I think it was 60-something yards between Murray and Henry after they were absolutely smashed mouth last year, averaging 100 yards plus between them uh, over the course of last season. It's like 140 or something. It was it was a lot of yards. They, they just couldn't move the ball on the ground. Um, and Mariota, he was moving the ball himself. You know, he was powering the legs and going. But, you know, for a lead receiver to be Eric Decker, to have one fantasy point, one one catch, is, is not where they thought they would be at the start of the season. They will take a long, hard look at themselves. And again, like we've just said, they'll say, we've played a playoff contender. Nothing to panic about. Yes, that's fine. But of all the teams, and I include the Patriots in this, um, I think they were the ones who would be most surprised with how badly it went in their first game. I think they expect to be a lot closer to the Raiders, if not ahead. Well, Paul, you, you were going to Oakland. You drafted uh, Lynch. Uh, were you happy to see what looked like could be the return of beast mode? Well, I panicked when we were doing our draft. Saw he was available and thought, oh yeah, he's great, I remember him. Then realised he'd retired and come back. And didn't really think it through, but considering what he did, and he was trucking guys for fun at one point, I thought that that, that was an encouraging start. By September, I think Lynch was going in the top 20 average draft pick in the end. So I think a lot of people did get behind Lynch. But... <coughs> I do think we are forgetting the elephant in the room, and I don't mean, um, what's your nickname today, Paul? Fourth and Inches. Yeah, I didn't mean you. Um, so, the fact that the Titans, Michael's pick to go very far, decided to try an onside kick with the first play of the regular season. Now, that is literally one of the most stupid things I have ever seen. It was hilarious, um, but it did also mean that we had to listen to Perry going Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper, after about two minutes of the season. So, you know, what was that about? I don't, I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a different way of thinking, I guess. But, yeah, some, just because it's different doesn't mean it's good. It, they lost by ten points. Yeah. Ten points. I, I they gave away seven points from an onside kick. Yeah. Th- that game could have been a three-point game. Could have been a totally different game. And Mike's prediction might not have seemed quite as wrong as it does now. You want a strong start to the season, and the first thing you've done is just giving it straight to the opposition uh, on the 40-yard line. So, yeah, um, no, absolutely ridiculous decision. But, yeah. There's still some positive signs, though. I mean, I know it's not great, but you've still got some options there. So Delaney Walker at tight end is, a, I think, it's one of the best in the league. He had a good game uh, this weekend, so... Uh, He's always a bit hit and miss with fantasy, uh, but uh, he had a good game this weekend. He, I mean, he's a good player in fantasy and real life. Nothing to panic about for the Titans, yeah. but they'll be disappointed. They would expect to be closer to the Raiders than they, than they look, just to, just to the eye. They didn't look on the same level as the Raiders. So no. I think they'll be most disappointed out of a lot of the teams. Yeah. We'll, we'll move on because uh, we've still got some more games to cover. Um, so Texans, Jags. Texans were hugely disappointing. Uh, I think is the no. Is, uh, I couldn't disagree more. The Texans were exactly what we thought they would be with Tom Savage at quarterback. I didn't. I don't think I put them down to lose because I thought the Jags were going to be awful because Bortles has been so bad. But on reflection, 
Tom Savage is dreadful. To, offensively, they were bad. Defensively, though, they were, they were still bad. Yeah, but they were put into some terrible positions by the fact that the offence couldn't yeah. stay on the field. Agreed, they'll be disappointed with the way the defence played, but that must be so disheartening to see the 47th quarterback in four years start a game for the Texans <laughs> and know that you're not going to win after the very first series. Savage took six sacks. He threw for, what, 62 yards? Um, they just they couldn't go anywhere. The Jags racked up 10 sacks over the two Texans quarterbacks, and this is the second time in three years that uh, Bill O'Brien has started a quarterback, claimed, claimed this is my starter. It was uh, uh, Brian Hoyer in uh, 2015, and then at halftime in the opening game, he's benched him for the backup. It was Deshaun Watson came out, played the second half, one touchdown, one interception, 102 yards, looked like a rookie, but looked like a rookie wasn't playing with any fear. Unlike Savage, you just looked like an idiot. You looked like a Tolzine. I mean, my knowledge of the college game isn't great, but Deshaun Watson was good in college. Yes, he was. So, why did they start Savage? They felt Deshaun Watson wasn't ready. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins had come out and said, Tom Savage has been the best quarterback I've had since I've been here. There was all these testaments to, yeah, the, the kid is leading really well. Um, that is the only thing you can point to. He's had, I think, six or seven starts now and no touchdowns. Like, he doesn't have the right arm and the right accuracy. doesn't matter how good his leadership skills are. He's letting the team down by his lack of physical ability on the field. So, uh, all right, to say he's a Tolzine might be a bit early to judge that, but he's not one of these 32 quarterbacks that should be starting in the league. And Deshaun Watson, we'll get to the Browns and the Steelers in a minute, but... The Browns went with a rookie because they thought, well, you got, what have you got to lose? We're not going to be great anyway. The Texans have got an amazing defense when they're not under pressure every series. Like they could, they, they, If they're off the field to recover, when they come back on, they're going to be good enough. But if you, you keep just getting drilled and hammered and sacked, you're going to keep putting them in terrible positions. They're going to be on the field for too long. Um, they just need somebody who can air the ball out to Hopkins, and uh, Fuller and Braxton Miller when they're all fit and, and just make them make their opposition think okay we could have some scores put up against us and with Tom Savage you don't see that nobody's game planning for Tom Savage Hopkins did start the game with like four drops so that didn't help it, that didn't, didn't help. help no it, it's true but he's still their best player I was surprised when he said Savage has been the best quarterback uh, I haven't seen anything to see why he would be so highly thought of it, there's been no outwardly positive sign. You can't say, oh, yeah, he's played really well here. And, oh, yeah, like the end of last year when he took over for Brock. No, they brought Brock back in because Savage was terrible. No, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, anything to add, Paul? No, I, I just thought it was an encouraging start for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I, I, he played like a rookie, but he played like a rookie who's not scared. So that they, if they don't stick with him, if they go back to Savage, that's a huge backward step for this franchise. They should just hand it over to Watson, allow him to lose a few games, but allow him to try. Because yeah. that's what, this is what they did with Wentz last year. This is now what they're doing with Goff at the Rams. You know, he lost a load of games when they brought him in, but now he looks okay. So you, you just got to go with it. it they Very few quarterbacks start. And Peyton Manning was fucking team. awful. They went two and fourteen yeah. or whatever in his first year. You know he was dreadful. Yeah. No, uh, uh, so and Eli threw just a ridiculous number of set of interceptions yeah, every, every year. Every year. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, but, no. but but for the Jags, okay, I didn't believe the hype about the defense. But man, this defense is loaded. Saxonville. Saxonville. Wow. Calais Campbell, four sacks. 
4.5 sacks, I think it was. He, he set the record for the, for the franchise of a single game sacks in his first game. Uh, man, they looked phenomenal. Yeah, someone else, I can't, I can't pronounce the guy's name, I apologise, but he always had two. That's just, for the first day... That's, uh, they were just all over them. They, they destroyed them. They absolutely deserved the win. And I'd love to see the Jaguars keep rolling. I, I won't believe it until I see it because they've been so terrible for so long. But, yeah, I mean, you, well, you they're, can't. They're, 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 in the, uh, they're in the UK in a couple of weeks now. So um, if you're going, let us know. We'd love to, love to hear from you. Um, we, have, we, we, we might have a couple of guys down there as well. So we'd love to meet you and say hello. Yeah, I think um, we talked to one of our preview Podcasts about the Jaguars, yeah. and and we said if they don't let Bortles throw the ball too much, then they'll they'll do well. And Fournette, like we touched on earlier, twenty nine touches, same as Zeke. So the Jaguars or the Jaguars for ja- uh, Jaguars. Jaguars for our American uh, brethren or brethren brethren. <laughs> I am ill. Remember that. Um, you know, twenty nine touches. So they didn't let Bortles have the ball too much. And, and in all fairness, when he did have it, he looked after it. He, you know, he did all right. They, they took the pressure off him, basically. And if he can just manage the games, he's got the arm there to occasionally put up a touchdown. They're going to be without Alan Robinson. Looks like for the season, he hasn't torn his M- MCL. I think it was MCL. But he's sprained it. That's not going to be easy to come back from when he basically relies on getting off the line fast and then turning. So that's a weapon down. Marquise Lee will step into the role. See what it does, but if they can just keep handing the ball to Fournette and not getting themselves in trouble, this defence will win them games, and that's what the Texans have been building their playoff runs on for years. But I think they've done the right thing. Just what we were talking about with the Texans, that they're not taking a chance on a rookie, that's what Jacksonville have done exactly with Fournette. They've taken a chance on a rookie, and Jesus, did it pay off. Yeah, no, it, it, it seems to be a, a you know, the more and more rookie uh, winning backs coming in, just tearing the league apart. Have you seen the guy? He is an absolute oh, he's, beast. He's beast. It is yeah. it's possibly one of the, the least riskiest oh, yeah. risks I've ever seen. You know, the guy was an absolute monster. He, you know, he didn't even play in the, the Rose Bowl, did he, I don't think, because he, he didn't want to get injured. And some people said he shouldn't have even played his, his last year in college because of his 25 touchdowns in his sophomore year. So he even considered not even playing the last year in college because that's how good he was. All the offers were already there. The yeah. guy is a monster. Yeah. It, there's going to be some big scores if you've got him on fantasy this year. Uh, some dick in our league has. Uh, um, <laughs> so, only a couple more now. Uh, Lions beat the Cardinals, 35-23. to 23. I picked this one. A lot yeah. of people were saying, no, 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 no. Lions' defence isn't good enough. Cardinals' defence is going to be easily good enough. Stafford's going to be made to look foolish for signing his, his massive contract and becoming highest-paid quarterback. Well, that's uh, nine fourth-quarter comebacks in the last 16, 17 games. And what you know. did Duncan say? He said, you just can't keep doing fourth-quarter comebacks. And, and, and that's what they keep doing fourth-quarter comebacks. But what else did Duncan say? Duncan said to me, Mike, he said, to Mike, he said, uh, I'm going to take, take Golladay. Yeah, and I said I don't know anything about him, Duncan. Tell me why are you taking him. He said he's going to be the new Calvin Johnson, Mike. He said Stafford's going to throw at him, and he's nice and tall, and he's going to catch all the end zone touches that Calvin Johnson used to get. And what the fuck did he go and do? He grabbed two touchdowns, and uh, Duncan had him in his fantasy team. And who was Duncan playing this weekend? You. It was me. Yeah, so I'm I'm glad that that happened because I've got Stafford at quarterback. <laughs> so that went really well. So every time Stafford put up numbers, it was straight over to Galladay. I. It, it was a great start for the Lions. All right, they weren't immaculate. Their defence has definitely got holes. 
Uh, but four touchdowns and one pick for Stafford. He's rolling. He's he's showing what he can do already. Um, and I think I think he's going to be good this year. I really do. I think he's found some consistency. Last year he looked consistent. This year, if he can carry that on, this team's good enough to get to the playoffs got, again. They have got some good weapons offensively. They've got this Golladay who looks like he's a bit of a find. Uh, Golden Tate's still... Always reliable. Yeah. yeah, Marvin Jones is. You know, he tailed off badly last year, but he's got a point to prove. And, yeah. and Stafford likes to throw to him, so yeah, that's good. Eric Ebron, we didn't see a huge amount out of. It's a fucking surprise. Well, <laughs> yeah, people keep telling me he's going to be good. I'll believe it when I see it. Nah, he's, he's got. I think this is. His, but I think final Amir Abdullah is back. If they've got a running game, the Lions are really dangerous, and the defense is good enough. It's not yeah. great, but it's good enough. So. I wasn't surprised. This was more about how bad Carson Palmer still looks. He didn't look good last year. Yeah, he put up some big numbers at times, but man, he did not look like a top-level quarterback anymore last year. Carson Palmer is always—he looks all right in the regular season. He gets to the playoffs and he turns to jelly. And this year, it looks like he's uh, just started doing that at game one. It was awful. Yesterday. Yeah, three interceptions to start the season. This is—it's not quite Dalton-esque, but it's not great. But, more importantly, for reality and fantasy, Johnson has dislocated his wrist. They're saying it's not fractured. It'll be in the next 24 to 48 hours, they'll find, I think they're scanned in the MRI scans and all that sort of stuff, so we'll know more. But But it could be out for most of the season. If you had the first pick, you probably went for David Johnson. Who had first pick in our fantasy draft? It was me, and And I went for David Johnson. How pleased are you with that? I am not. I am. Um, when you're now thinking, God, my wedding game relies on Todd Gurley. Um, uh, it, c- it could be worse, I suppose. It Your wedding game could rely on Terence West, like mine. T- yeah, Terence West uh, got 14 points to this weekend. I mean, he's not, you know, not going to get that every week, but yeah, it's uh, it's tough. Um, but hey, well, yeah, hopefully. It, but it could be. I'm reading from four weeks, which. I'm hoping for. If it's surgery, that's 12. So, yeah. Uh, You're basically going to have to let him go, aren't you? In fantasy. If if it's that, I've got to let him go. You know Um, the moment you let him go, it'll change and he'll be back in two weeks. Yeah. But luckily, by then, I'll be waiver 10. And um, I'll be able to get him back straight away. But, um, yeah, uh, that is... For the Cardinals, if if it's towards the long, that is a huge loss. Yeah, I, there's no other way to say it. I think I think everyone will be disappointed to see that he's out for any extended period of time because everybody likes to watch him play. He's an exciting player. Yeah, and he was on for he was saying I'm going to get a thousand uh, yards and a th- carrying and a thousand yards receiving and you know it was believable because he looked so good. But this is the problem with a lot of NFL players is the injury is only just around the corner. Yeah. So. It'll, you know, we'll see if, if they can replace him well enough. I think this is just going to extend their struggles. Now, next week, they play the Colts. Um, that's that's key. If Arizona go 0-2, they're not one of the teams I look at and think, yeah, they can come back from this. They should beat the Colts, even without Johnson. But the Colts are going to have something to prove. If they start Jacoby Brissett... He's got nothing to lose. He's going to go out there and throw. So, I don't know. I think I'd be concerned if I was the Cardinals. Based on last week, <laughs> based on last, based on the last weekend, I uh, I think the Cardinals could probably play Betty White 
and still get, get a decent result from the Colts. They were awful. <laughs> Did you just make a reference to early 90s presidential wives? No, Betty White from the Golden Girls. Oh, I was, th- oh, I was thinking of Barbara Bush, sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's who popped into my head. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Again. let's move Always on. thinking of Bush. Let's move on, because uh, it's uh, one more game, and it's uh, Steelers for the Browns. Uh, Steelers won, which means one of my favourite facts. Wait a minute, second. Such a good fact that you don't know where you've put it. Yeah, as all the best facts are. Ben uh, has won 11 times in Cleveland, which is more than any Browns QB since the team returned to the NFL in 1999. Ouch. He has, he has owned that team, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, in all fairness, the Browns did a lot better than I thought. This was my lock pick of the week. I was more sure of this result than I was of the dog shit Jets results. <laughs> I, I really was, and I thought it was going to be a massive blowout. I had it down at like 35 to 6 or something. No, do you know what? The Browns were really competitive. Deshaun Kaiser showed that he's a, a worthy investment uh, from the draft and that they've done the right thing by just playing him. I mean, they had nothing to lose. They only won one game all of last season. I'm convinced they'll win more than that, and their defense held up. Le'Veon Bell had 32 yards rushing. Yeah. When was the last time he only had 32 yards rushing? I, I don't know. Like, not ever since he's been fit, I shouldn't think. Um, you know, the, the Browns' defense is okay. It's good enough if it can hold this team in check. And Kaiser is only going to get better. Corey Coleman looks like he's got something going for him. Now he's back and fully fit. Uh, I think there was a lot of positives here for the Browns. They'll be disappointed to lose, but they won't have been uh, surprised. But... But they must be really pleased with how Kaiser and the team have progressed yeah. so quickly. Yeah. Yeah, and they've uh, got, of course, got Garrett to come back. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. What you, for the first week, for a lot of teams, it, winning or losing is not. It's an totally extension winning. of pre season, the first couple of games. It, it, you, want, you want intent and rounds come out with uh, coming out, and it's a positive. Yeah, absolutely. Even if, even if a loss. I think if you'd have offered any Browns fan within three points of Pittsburgh, they'd have taken it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think I think it's all about Kaiser. If he can, if he can continue to improve in small steps, like we saw Carson Wentz do last year. Like I said that again, I, I think that the rest of the team is good enough that they can pick off some teams as they go through they're, they're going to play some bad teams as they go through and, and the Browns are a team that's on the up there's a few teams that are seriously on the way down so if the Browns meet them at the right time they're going to get three, four, five wins I, like I say I think they'll be pleased no, I think yeah. you can't be delusional at this point you can't expect this is going to be a team that makes the playoffs but this is a team that's doing the right things to get there in the future yeah and uh, yeah uh, although I don't want that because I quite like the Browns being shit. I kind of like my little having them as my second team, and uh, if they get good, I'm going to have to drop them as my second team. I don't want to support them. It, yeah. <laughs> the, the Colts are going to just slot right in for you. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so that's that's all the games uh, that have been played. Uh, any significant results for you in that selection? From the second chunk of games, there, yeah, most significant one for me. I'm going to pick the Jags because I really didn't think that the the, the hype was going to be worth it, and and it. And it really was. So, yeah, I'm going to say that for them to get off and running with a win and to show that their defence is for real, yeah, that's a, that's a big result. 
Yeah, I mean, if, if I was to look at the games there, I think I'd be I'd be looking at the Browns. I think even with a loss, I know we've we've only just discussed it, but that's an encouraging start to the season. Garrett coming back, they're only going to get better. So I think we're in a good place moving forward with that. Yeah, for me, it's it is the Steelers Browns game, but it's the Steelers, and I thought they were pretty poor. So I think they really struggled to to beat. What if we're being realistic? It's still a pretty poor Browns team, and they are improving. But you're talking about a rookie quarterback versus Big Ben and Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, and Bell did nothing. So I think I think there's some concerns there for the Steelers. They they traded quite heavily this summer, and it looked as if they were trying to give Big Ben one last big push for for the Super Bowl one last Super Bowl before he retired you think he's on his way out at the end of the year I think that they were looking for that sort of perfect send off and I think they really thought they might have a squad you know a roster that could um, could take them all the way and on that showing you know they'll get into the playoffs because they always do um, but they ain't going to go very far Fair enough. Uh, yeah, for me it was the same. Uh, I was disappointed with the Steelers mainly because on that game, on on the initial showing from week one, and it's a small sample size, it doesn't mean a lot. But we've looked at the Steelers, the Bengals, the Ravens, and the Browns, all from the same division. Who's the second best team in that division at the moment? Because clearly the Steelers are far and away the best team, but the other three are probably a lot closer together than yeah. people thought they would be. So, who's the second best team for for you? Ravens, Ravens, easy. easy. Ravens. Their defense is great, absolutely great. Um, let's wait and see what they do to Kaiser next week. I think they might have a little bit of fun, um, and you know they've always got Joe Flacco, so you just never know how far he's going to try and throw the ball. And I need Terence West to do well. <laughs> it's wishful thinking. Yeah, that's fair. I, I I would agree that they are still the second best team in there, but. Um, it's a lot closer than probably we imagined. I, I'm never sold on Flacco. He's just he claims to be an elite quarterback that he that he just isn't. Uh, and I don't know. Like I say, he had nine completions and they they won against a terrible Bengals team. I think the gap between the Ravens and the Browns is going to be a lot lot closer. Cool. No, fair enough. Well, let's move on. Let's move on. So two games tonight because we record this on a Monday. Uh, so. Uh, Saints and Vikings. Uh, thoughts about this? We've got Drew Brees. Uh, well, uh, yeah. I, I think if we're looking at the Saints, we've got the unknown quantity of Peterson. Because I think this is something that was a bit of a shock for me. I think you've got Mark Ingram, who's decent. Yeah. But I think with, with Peterson, you've got kind of an unknown quantity. You don't know what you're going to get. And I think that's what makes this game exciting for me. What about yourself, Gary? Um, well, Ingram has been named as the, the number one running back. And um, I think Peterson, if he explodes, we might start to see a bit more out of him after games three, four, five. I don't think they're going in with him as their next defensive weapon. I think they've added him to the roster because you always need two good running backs. I, I kind of get the feelings that the Vikings' defence might come out on top in this one. So I've got Drew Brees in, in one of my fantasy leagues. I've benched him this week. Kirk Cousins and his two fumbles. Uh, <laughs> one of them was slightly questionable, but um, he still did terribly. Um, but yeah, I, I just think the Vikings, the Saints might win this game, but it could be quite low scoring. It won't be a great game for fantasy, I don't think. No, I, I, I kind of would agree, but I would have to be proven wrong. Um, what about yourself, Mike? 
This was a really tough one for me. I, I really didn't know which way to go on it. I, I'm still not sold in which direction it's going to go. Um, I think Drew Brees, pretty much by himself, is good enough to beat more or less any team that you can put out there. Uh, but the Vikings' defense for most of last year was one of the best in the league. Uh, and I think they've got a point to prove after starting so hot last year and then just falling apart. So, I don't know, uh, Gary could well be right. This this is going to be a, a tight, not a massively scoring game. But if it goes to some sort of shootout, you've got to believe that Breeze comes out on top, just squeaks it, maybe drives them down the field and they score a late field goal. That's the sort of result I'm thinking probably going to come up. I'm... I like Bradford because I think it's nice that a guy who was highly picked and then basically lost his career to injury. I like the fact he's been on the comeback trail with the Vikings, but he's not an equal for Drew Brees in any fashion. So I think if it comes down to it's a late drive either way, I think you've got more chance of Brees winning it for the Saints. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, who would you rather have? Who would you rather have in the pocket, Brees or Bradford? It's it's a no-brainer. How big are your pockets? Well, you can find out. <laughs> Let's, let's, let's move on. Uh, Chargers are at the Broncos. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you've got Philip Rivers, Trevor Simeon. Who's, uh, who's coming out on top for you there? Uh, I'm going with the Chargers by three three points. I think the Chargers' defence is almost as good now as, as the Broncos' defence. Joey Bosa was amazing last year, considering he missed the first three or four games of the season. Uh, and they've only continue to build the Chargers team is fit which it wasn't last year or the year before uh, Philip Rivers a bit like Roethlisberger they're trying to put him out on a high he's maybe got one or two years left um, and the Broncos were lacking on offense last year I'm glad Simeon won the job again he is the best quarterback there but he's more of an Alex Smith than he is a Breeze for instance and so he relies on other people to make the big plays for him, which is, you know, obviously something we've seen can be turned around. Smith has turned it around. But Simeon is still too young to to suddenly uh, have found another level. He's still growing slowly. So I think Philip Rivers wins it for the for the Chargers. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm going with this. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I think the Chargers might win this one quite big, actually. I don't think the Broncos are that great. Um, I don't think the defence is what it was a couple yeah, of years lost, ago. Lost and you know Keenan Allen is fit and I've had him in fantasy a couple of years ago and he was always great but a bit like Woodhead he's great and then he's injured but he is fit at the moment and that gives Philip Rivers some weapons on both sides so I think the Chargers might actually might surprise a couple of people I think they might have a decent season and I think they might start quite well tonight Fair enough Paul, do you have anything to add beyond that? I'm, I'm going to go for the Broncos in this one. I've always had a bit of a soft spot for the Broncos. Okay. And I think Simeon's had kind of an affirmation of faith this season. I think you've got you've still got some good weapons. Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders. You've got some good people you can throw the ball to. So I just I don't see enough from the Chargers. I'm taking the Broncos on this one. Fair enough. John, what do you think? Um, I'd go with the Chargers... But I think quite uh, quite a narrow win myself. That's just how I feel. Uh, as a, I'm hoping I'm hoping for a massive game from C.G. Anderson, just so my fantasy uh, picks up. But I don't think it's going to happen. As a sort of a minor thing to tack onto this, Philip Rivers was the passing interceptions 
leader, if you like, last year. 21 interceptions thrown. If the Broncos can close him down quickly, uh, I think he's reached that age now where he is a step slower and he needs to be comfortable in the pocket. He's never been a big one for suddenly breaking out. If they can close him down quickly, I think it'll be more of the same. I think he will throw interceptions. Um, So it's all about how well he's protected. If he's protected, Gary's right. He'll just pick the players out and he'll... I think he'll pick this not quite as good as it was secondary apart. So if they can pressure him, then the Broncos have still got a chance. Fair enough. So let's move on. Let's move on. So we've got a new feature. We've got Paul. We've got uh, Fourth and Inches Farrow here today. And uh... <laughs> Firstly, why the, why the nickname? Well, I'm, I'm the fourth guest. So I, I just thought Fourth and Inches was a good way to describe it. So I'm, I'm, I'm not what you want but there's an expectation of hope and I'm very likely to get sacked. <laughs> so, Fourth Inches Farrow here. Uh, your feature is the, the Cleveland Frowns. So, what is upsetting you this week, Paul? So, what's giving me the Cleveland Frowns is bad planning. So, in terms of... If, I'm kind of focusing in on the Colts here and Tolls in that just... I felt that was infuriating because you've got a player in, in the Colts with luck and you build the team around him. But what do you do for contingency? Because I understand you've brought in Brissett, but that's panicking. I just think, you know he's not got the greatest record of injury. You've got to have something, some sort of backup there. And that's what's giving me the Cleveland Browns. Bad planning. Fair enough. A uh, timely, timely one there, so we look forward to that as we go on. So... Uh, I'm going to throw one out because uh, start of the season. We mentioned a few of these guys today. So eight players, eight quarterbacks have started for their teams for the last 10 plus years. Can you name those eight quarterbacks? No. Uh, Brady, Manning. Yep. Breeze. Yep. Rivers. Yep. Uh, ben. Yep. Yeah. Joe Flacco. Yep. Um, Two more. Andy Dalton. <laughs> Gary from across the side of the room uh, where he's coughing himself to death says what was the question have been the starting quarterback to their team for the last 10 years we've got 6 we need 2 more hmm. I would say Brady oh Rogers. Rogers. we need 1 more uh, oh so uh, Matt Ryan Matt Ryan there you yeah. go oh ok That's so mainly teams MVP. that yeah mainly teams that have made it to the playoffs yeah exactly yeah, fair so, enough. There you go. This is just a, a slight interjection away from the... I think that list there, by the way, shows you how badly provided for Philip Rivers has been throughout his career because uh, they are probably the least successful team of all the ones we've just mentioned. And I, I think that's a bit of a shame. Uh, I think it's a bit of a, a blot on the career of a, an otherwise Hall of Fame quarterback is that he might struggle to get in the Hall of Fame because he doesn't have the big numbers, even though he probably should have. Now, fair enough. So let's move on. The final drive. Uh, highlights, lowlights from uh, for all of us from the elite, from the from this from this weekend. Griff, what was a, a highlight or a lowlight or both? Give me one. Of each I one. very much enjoyed the Steelers blocking the first Cleveland Browns punt and scoring a touchdown. Uh, I, I always like to see a a, a muffed punt. Uh, oh no, sorry, a dirty punt. Dirty. That's what I like to call them. Uh, and I, I like to see a muff punt as well. There was a couple of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Crowder. Jameson Crowder had a muff punt. He did, he did. So he finished probably he, get cream for that. He finished on <laughs> 0.6, which made my fantasy team superb this weekend. 
Wow. You, 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 yeah, so I, that's one of my highlights for me. Um, the, the low light, it was definitely the disappointment of the Seahawks versus Packers game for me. It was I was really expecting a lot more entertainment rather than a bit of a shit slugfest. What about yourself, Paul? Any highlights? If I'm, I'm going to focus on one game in particular, which I feel is kind of a highlight and a low light. Go on. So... For the Browns, a highlight, because you've got some positive signs. You've got Corey Coleman, you've got Deshaun, um, you've got Kaiser. Yeah. I think you've got a positive start there. The low light is kind of with what Gary said earlier, the Steelers. Because that's a, a, a win for the Steelers, but that's not a great win. No. There you go. Gary, a low light? So I'll keep mine reasonably simple. Um, so my highlight was um, the touchdown pass from Matt Ryan to Hooper. I just thought it was great that there was this great big massive tight end in the backfield and nobody seemed to be able to spot him. And um, yeah, that was, that was brilliant. And uh, my low light is uh, Brian Hoyer. Fair enough. Uh, highlight. <laughs> is that going to be a recurring feature? <laughs> I feel like we could just play that on repeat every week. He is fucking useless. Yeah. He was at the Browns. Yeah, and the Browns were useless. Yeah, I've I've not seen anything. Some people tell me that he was okay at the Browns, but I can't. I just can't see it. Fair enough. If you look, that was the best they'd been in years, though, when he was there. For the fact that they won like four out of their first six games under him. I believe we've already said this during the podcast tonight, but it's really a kind of Browns thing, isn't it? You know, so they're awful. So they've always been awful. Poor old Alan. I don't know if Alan's listening, but you know. You know, he probably isn't. But they are terrible. So, by saying he's the best quarterback the Browns have had, you know, it's a bit like saying, well, you know... He's the best person who's dated my mum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't mean I can add to that. No. Um, I'm not a Brian Hoyer apologist, by the way. I'm, I'm just saying, I think it could have been a lot worse for the 49ers. But it could have been a lot better as well, and granted. could be the best person that's dated your mum. Yeah, you could be. Uh, but anyway, my dad's really nice though. He is, he's, yeah, no, lovely. Um, highlight for me was the the um, it was a poor poor performance generally by the 49ers for a lot of it, but the interception by Tart I thought was superb, one-handed interception. Um, you love a one-handed Tart? I I do. I do. I've had a few. Uh, Back on Tinder again. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, sl- just beating out the... the Be- beating beating <laughs> out? The, That's what you want to go with, be- with a one-handed one-hand- tart. The one-handed catch behind his head by Beasley, which uh, uh, was funny and great. But yeah, uh, low light uh, for me uh, is Johnson getting injured. This podcast? Oh, no, hey, hey, <laughs> give it a chance. So anyway... Uh, that is the first week. It's in the, bo- it's in the, it's in the, it's all gone now. Uh, so thank you for listening. We'll be back next week for a review of the the games. Uh, in the meantime, I think we're going to be uh, on the UK Saints podcast in a week. So apparently, so yeah, yeah, to talk about uh, the Patriots playing the Saints. Uh, so uh, hopefully, if you're looking forward give, to that. Give that a listen. We'll be putting that on Twitter. Um, uh, so next week you've got. Uh, obviously Pats at the Saints Cowboys at the Broncos um, we'll go through all the other games and uh, we'll go through fantasy implications any faux pas we've had as well in the meantime you can uh, 
interact with us on Twitter. We are at Belichick's World. You can visit our website, buildbelichicksworld.com. Uh, Griff's been putting up a lot of the articles there, so if you think he's full of shit, come and tell us. <laughs> no, no, I get enough of that at work. I, mean, but yeah, um, I don't need it from you yeah, lot. This has been some interesting insights, so yeah. I know on. most of the people that listen. Yep. Please don't tell me I'm full of shit. But um, yeah, also you can email us at billbelichicksworld at gmail.com. Feel free to uh, leave a positive review or subscribe because uh, uh, you know, that helps us get noticed on uh, thing on iTunes. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or the various uh, podcast uh, avenues. So uh, despite the result, this still is Bill Belichick's world. We are living in it. But... Uh, is that can you have a goodbye from uh, goodbye from uh, you for fourth down and fourth down inches power? This is just changing every time. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he just randomly. It's quite late at night. I'm going to let him off. Fourth and inches power. Yeah. Yeah, that's what my wife's going to be calling me later. Yeah. So, goodbye from fourth and inches. Why are you going to be the fourth that she's seen this evening? <laughs> What's she doing while you're not while you're here? I'm a bit positive about myself saying inches as well. <laughs> goodbye. Yeah, I'm out. I've got to go. And it's a goodbye from me, so uh, we'll see you next week. Cheers.